morning to you all. Glad you could come and make it and uh, be together and 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 worship the Lord together as we have done and and in song and and in uh, praise to Him and how He is. Uh, we're seeing God being used in our lives and in different capacities and different ways and just uh, a real blessing uh, to be together again uh, this morning. Can need to continue in prayer for those churches that can't meet as of yet, especially those who have uh, uh, chosen not to abide by governmental guidelines uh, up in Canada, and and as well as uh, other churches, even um, in hostile countries uh, towards the gospel. Uh, uh, this. Uh, present age we are living in, we're probably going to hear of and uh, see more uh, hostility uh, towards uh, Christians across the world, uh, given the stance of uh, the United States now and, and foreign issues. And uh, We keep uh, our brothers and sisters in Israel in prayer. We need to pray for that state. Um, and uh, as well as our own country, a country that stands against Israel is this country that God stands against and judges. And so uh, we just uh, need to be grateful for what God has given to us and to keep those in prayer, to keep them, that they would just stand courageous. And and uh, as we go from day to day in our country, that we take every opportunity to uh, share God's uh, love uh, uh, for them, uh, either by testimony or by word, because we don't know how much time we are going to have to freely do this. And uh, there might be a real cost of doing it in the days ahead. Uh, So be it. Praise be to God if that happens. But uh, we want to take full advantage of it as as God gives us opportunity. Okay, let's, uh, in, in opening uh, this morning, let's just turn over to 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians in chapter 1, in verse 29, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and in verse, in verse 29, verse 29, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him ye are in Christ, whom God hath made us wisdom unto wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, according to that is written, He that let him glorieth glory in the Lord. Let's pray. Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your word and for the lessons that we can learn thereby to know you personally, to to uh, see your attributes uh, in and through Scripture, and to glorify you as we ought to, and and uh, not to uh, boast uh, within our within our own flesh and our own might. And and Lord, I pray that as we go to you and your Word, that your Word would just have free course in each and every heart, Lord. That we would just set aside those things, Lord. That that are pressing upon, uh, pressing upon us from the outside, Lord, but that we would just have this, have an open heart and undivided attention uh, to what you have for us as individuals this morning. And Lord, we just uh, so uh, thank you and praise you for that. And uh, your name we pray. Amen. So we are in James, James chapter, James chapter 4. And starting in verse 13, and we should be able to get through the end of this chapter this morning. It says, Now go, go to now that ye say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city, and continue their year, and buy and sell, and get gain. Whereas ye know not what the... Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow... For what is your life? It's even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and vanisheth away. 
For ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now rejoicing, but now ye rejoice in your boasting. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not is sin. So here we have again uh, uh, James addressing the Jewish uh, believers uh, uh, as they're coming into uh, Jerusalem. We looked at last week and how he was a. Uh, uh, addre- addressing um, their their criticalness of one another, but now he's addressing the, of this idea, this of boasting of of oneself, of of not allowing God to be God uh, uh, in in their life, and so we need to uh, understand that. Uh, that not to let the things of this world to take precedence over the things of God. And uh, the before I get too long, for those that are taking notes or for the, for the recording, the title of uh, this message is to boast, to boast in self at best is the wickedest. To boast in self at best is the wickedest. And wickedest is actually a word. It sounds kind of funny, but wickedness is a word. But anyway, so our top priority in this life is to glorify God and, and not ourselves. And this is elementary to us and, 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 and these truths and the issues that uh, James is dealing with here are, are, are of, you know, of course, you would say, if James would be writing this to us, or maybe say, you know, of course we would uh, agree with this, or of course, you know, he's right in, in this thing. But these things here can so easily uh, creep upon us, whatever James here is talking about it with us, because we contend with our, our flesh uh, each and every day. And even in, our own, even in our own Christian walk, we can kind of, if you will, uh, be complacent in our walk, meaning that we have we have we have risen to a certain level. We have we have our routine, or we have you know we we maybe have our or hopefully have our devotions at a particular time, and then we we go to work or or whatever it may be or whatever situation it is, and and then we come to church and we go through this cycle. Well, repetition, 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 and just becomes kind of uh, been there, done that kind of thing. We become somewhat apathetic towards uh, towards uh, the things of God and not really seeking uh, seeking Him, and then we be, start to become confident in our own in our own knowledge and our own in our own thing. Uh, one thing that. Uh, I can remember when going to school and and uh, you're inundated or, or going to you know a school like Bob Jones or a Christian University or what have you. You are inundated with God's word. You know you you go to you go to chapel uh, and then you and then you sit in Bible class and then you and then you have a little group hallway prayer meetings or what have you on a on a daily basis and you're constantly opening up your bible and and uh and one thing i found was is that you begin to become kind of uh, complacent in your walk because you just kind of rely upon that and you just kind of like going through the motions and and then you that kind of dovetails a little bit into your devotions and then you become uh then you then your devotions kind of be, uh, become routine in the sense of you know you read you know a chapter or fifteen verses or what have you and and uh, and you might say a little prayer and you say well I've had my devotions I'm good for today I can check the box off I'm on my way well we don't want to be like that we don't want to be confident in our own self. He, uh, this particular scenario, uh, James is dealing with. He's dealing with how how people are sustaining themselves in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a physical sense, but we can we can apply this uh, in a spiritual sense as well. 
You know, last night there was this, this crazy bird. Um, I should have had one of my teens and their guns take this thing out. But anyway, sorry if you're a bird lover. But anyway, we couldn't do I live in city limits. It would be big trouble if I shot a gun off in Ashland. But anyway, um, this bird, it makes a, I, it sounds like an alarm, dude. I can't even should be able to remember. It was like going over. It's like a whooping noise. But anyway, and it was like so loud, the stupid, sorry. The thing, the bird, God's create, lovely creation was, was out there in the trees, either in my backyard or on the side. And I was trying to get ready for bed. And normally, you know, this weather here, keep the windows open. Couldn't keep the windows open because that bird kept on doing its thing. And, it, you know, it was so annoying. And I, th- and, I th- and I thought of this bird, you know, just kind of going on how this bird is so boastful, thinking that he can make so much racket over the, over the nice noise of the peepers and different things like that. This, this obnoxious, you know, bird thinks he, he rules the roost and, and what he's doing. And I don't know, for those of you who know birds, you might know what the thing is doing. But anyway, all I know is he, it, was, it was annoying. But... Uh, but, you know, hearing this bird, I was thinking about uh, how uh, he was boasting and how loud and obnoxious uh, he w- was above everything else that was going on. And so many times our, our, when, we, when we talk about things that we are doing, we become prideful or we become confident in almost a boastful kind of way in the things that we talk about, not giving credence that it's be, only because of the Lord. It is only because of the Lord. I remember years ago challenging the teens. Um, uh, some of them were uh, facing uh, graduation and I just kind of warned him, you might be thinking that kind of life is all about you because it's surrounding your graduation and then, you know, going to college and it all surrounds you or whatever. But it's not about you, but it's about God preparing you for what he has for you in the future and how he, how he directs. And so don't be like, don't become self-absorbed because it's not about you. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ working uh, in and through you. And so uh, there's this quote here. I don't know who it's from, but it says, Boasting and ambition are, are, are twin brothers. The word ambition has, the, has, has its origin in Rome from candidates going about uh, seeking votes. Seeking the honor that comes from men is, is unholy ambition and betrays the boasting the boasting of the heart, which is opposed to the spirit of Jesus Christ. If God be for us, then we have the majority, and we should not look or canvas for the favor of men. We shouldn't. Uh, I, um, I've been to many school graduations, uh, elementary and uh, middle, or excuse me, middle school, high school, uh, uh, some college. And um, most, mostly the middle school and, uh, and, uh, and high school graduations in the public setting, you listen to their speech, you listen to their, what they're saying and how they're saying it. And, and um, they talk about how that you can become anything you want to be, that sky's the limit, that as long as you, you apply yourself, you can do what you, you want to do. Well, for the believer, that's not true. We do what God wants us to do and what he's equipped us to do and what he has placed us here to do. And that, that, our, that, that has, um, as he has given us those abilities, we are not boastful in our own success because it's only by the grace of God that we are doing what we are doing. And so here we have in verse, verse 13, it says, Go now that ye say today or tomorrow that we'll go into such and such a city. The, word, the, the, the idea or the, the meaning here, uh, go to now, it's kind of a strange phrase or words, but anyway, it's a, it's a meaning of a command to get going. It has this idea of a sense of urgency. And uh, it reads from the Greek, uh, to come now, to, to, to pay attention. It causes one to think about 
uh, what's been going on. And so he says, uh, says, go to now that ye say. So it's, it's one calling attention and the importance of this, you know, and that, that ye say. And this uh, word uh, uh, say again is that same Greek word that we looked at uh, last week in, in, uh, in the previous uh, uh, verses. That word say in the Greek is that word leg, uh, uh, lego again. It has the idea of not speaking without reason or flamboyant words or whatever. But it means these tight fit words that they're spoken with, this, with, uh, with confidence. And uh, the, meaning, uh, the meaning here, you, you, uh, you, you who say. And uh, uh, speaking as an individual uh, speaking as an individual, saying what is to happen in a boastful manner, and so here, here this illustration that James is giving, or not an illustration, what he what he is seeing here is that this person here is calling in, and the urgency, and it's like uh, following me, and so here we see that. Um, he, those here that James is speaking about are those who are having a having a having planned very carefully and with, and with set goals. But we know that the wisdom of this world is not godly wisdom, as we as we looked at over in uh, from uh, James in chapter uh, uh, James in chapter two. Actually, not chapter. Uh, chapter, yeah, chapter. Where is it? I thought I was going to go see it. Um, sorry. Um, oh, James, there we go. James chapter, sorry. James chapter 3. It says here in uh, uh, verse, starting in verse 16, for where, for where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure and peaceable and gentle and easy to be entreated, full of mercy, good fruits, without, par- without partiality, without hypocrisy, and the fruits of righteousness be sown in them that make peace. And so we here we have this 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 worldly wisdom here that uh, James is talking about here, and this envy that's try that he speaks of this envy and the envy here in this particular thing and we're going to see in verse thirteen is this idea at the end of verse thirteen is this great gain is to make a, is to become profitable it's what they it's what they passion it's what they envy it's what they desire. And these believers here were, and these Jewish believers were caught up in so much in this prophet and just kind of bragging about it with one another and uh, one-upping one another, as James was referring to, in these, in these wars that were going on between them and, and uh, uh, probably some class warfare going on as well. And so uh, they, they plan without seeking God uh, God's wisdom and direction. Their goal is uh, great gain to profit. It is their passion and what they, and what they boast in. You know, as, as Christians, we should not be about the profit, but about, about serving, to give our service to the Lord in whatever position He gives. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that to be profitable is wrong or to to go to a job or to create a business or or to to earn money to make that profit is wrong but when that profit becomes the goal of the whole thing that becomes a real problem but what we need to realize is that where God has placed us whether one is an employer or an employee is that God that, that we use this, whatever it may be, is that we are acting in the service of God and that we conduct ourselves accordingly. It should not, we should not be involved in like this, this just like, okay, more and more and more. And that, the thing that drives us is, is wealth and is, is, is status, is more things or, or what have you. Or to make ourselves look good and to boast of ourselves, and on the and the and the position that we have, or 
or the business that we or the business that we're that we are striving for or whatever it may be but it should be about about god has placed us in a particular area or in a particular situation to primarily to serve him and so we see here in verse 13 it says go now that ye say today or tomorrow that you will go into such and such a city and continue there a year and and buy and sell and get gain. Here is a particular situation where uh, a, a life that has left out God, a life that has left out God in this particular, what James is describing here, um, a sense of false confidence in uh, oneself, not considering or consulting God, not to follow his will and the way they live their lives, a total disregard for Christ in one's life. So Christ needs to be a part of our daily, Christ needs a part of being a part of our daily plans each and every day. When we wake up in the morning, it should be our desire to say, Lord, how are you going to be using me today? The contacts I'm going to be making or whatever it may be, or the situation that I'm facing or the, or the, the problem that I'm going to be facing today with my job or the thing I've got to work through. How am I going to handle myself? How am I going to conduct myself? Lord, I'm serving you. Help me to do this to honor and glorify you. And so many times that's really not the case where we kind of got our job and we become so confident in it or that we just it just comes like muscle memory or what have you that we aren't really seeking God and that we just become boastful and and uh, and uh, uh, in our work or in our, in our position or whatever it may be but once again all these things come from God he can take them in a moment's notice in a moment's notice this year has been one of immense change for us here at Baker River Bible Church, us personally or in different ways, or for us, you know, what our, what our uh, uh, towns have been going through, what our state's been going through as far as, far as this whole COVID thing and, and whatever, a lot of change has been happening. But where is our confidence? Our confidence is in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not in your job. It's not, it's not in... It, I'm going to be very careful here, but it's not, it shouldn't be even in your relationships. It shouldn't be even in your relationships. Your primary focus is the Lord Jesus Christ and serving Him and Him alone as individuals. And then as, and then as, uh, your, as, a, as an, a marital relationship or a friendship, as, that, as your oneness with Christ grows and that other person's oneness Christ with grows and you're in a relationship you begin to grow closer together. And that doesn't stop. Once one gets married, it continues to grow. And so it's not about us. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. If you leave God, if you leave God out of one part of your life, you have left God completely out. God, wants, God, needs, your all to be, God needs your all to be used of him. He expects you all. In well-familiar verse, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. When a body's being presented for a sacrifice, you don't get a, a true sacrifice isn't giving half, but it's giving all. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Our monthly memory verse, right? I am What? I am crucified. You are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not what? I. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. And so, we need to be consecrated to the Lord and realizing that our confidence is in the Lord. And that the abilities that God has given to us and the things that we do or whether it be at work or home or in ministry or whatever it may be, it's only by the grace of God because, you know, he could take him out just like that. You could go home, something could happen, and you could use, you, um, you, uh, lose sorry, 
uh, lose that ability immediately. You don't know. And I don't know. And so here we have this illustration of a business person here, or someone who goes, today, tomorrow, I will go into such and such a city and to continue to go there in a year and buy and sell and get gain. Here we see five choices, five choices that we can, we can make either to seek God's desire or to seek our own. The first thing we see here is it's mission today or tomorrow. God's timetable. Is it the right time? Is it the right time? Do we consider what God is? God, is this something you have for me to do today? Is this something that you, in considering God, God needs to be a part of our time, our timetable, in giving our time to him first. And not only that, we see here, today, tomorrow, we will go into we will go that we, the people that one associates with, and how when the people and the choices that in the choices that you make as far as uh, those who you join with in doing in doing your endeavor, will those people build you up or take you down? We need to be really careful of that, especially with our friendships and who's influencing who. If you have unsaved friends, then that's great. But you need to be sure that you're there uh, representing the Lord Jesus Christ, being a testimony to them. Not to be so much a buddy-buddy and completely agreeing them on their worldview because you have a different worldview than they do, regardless of the relationship. And so uh, the people, the, those that we, that we join with, I was so thankful, well, so thankful on the back end of this, of having a job change. I've kind of alluded to this a little bit in different, I think, uh, different people here. But uh, the things that were being printed where I was at were getting to be increasingly ungodly, to say the least. And I was asking the Lord, I said, Lord, if this increases, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to have to give me direction here. Oh, boy, did he ever. Be careful when you pray that, by the way. Be careful. Because uh, he did. Um, pull the Band-Aid right off. But uh, praise the Lord. Anyway. Um, and so be careful with those who you join with. And not only the people you join with, but the places where you go. We see here into such and such a city, not really considering where you go. Know that song that says, "Oh, be careful, little feet, for where you go." Right? I'm just alluding to this. This, Sunday, this song is stuck in my head. I alluded to, to it during a Sunday school. But anyway, you know, oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. You're accountable to God for where you place your feet, where your feet are each and every moment, because God has direct. God says He has ordered the steps of your feet. Correct, and so. Uh, we need to be watching out for that. And then also, not only are the places where we go, but the length of time. The length of time there and how long we spend. And God wants to know these things. And we need to trust him in those things. And then also we see here, and this says, okay, and continue their year, the timetable. And to, and to buy and sell. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to set up this, and we're going to buy and sell, and we're going to do this, and we're going to be so focused. Well, you know, those are good, you know, those are good plans. But there needs to be the action. Is it a seeking for self, or is it a seeking for God to be glorified? When you go to work Monday morning, whether you're sitting in front of a computer or whether you're whatever you're doing, are you seeking to be an encouragement, a blessing to, to one of your co-workers or, um, or in a business um, for those that you make contacts with, the phone calls that you may, may make or whatever. Are you going, what kind of person are you going to, how, how are you going to be? Are you going to seek for self or are you going to be looking towards God? And then the intended results to get gain. 
This is all about the bottom line profit. He says, look what I can do to get gain. The intended results. Whose glory is it? Whose glory is it? It should be God's glory. Steve was alluding to the brother Steve was alluding to the fact yesterday or last Sunday, you know, about the camp verse and how they consistently do that. And what and um and whatsoever you eat or drink or for whatsoever you do. That encompasses everything. That encompasses from how that in, that just encompass what doesn't that encompass? That's the question. There's nothing. And how much do we actually consider God in our lives? Because it's for His honor and His glory. Our very heartbeat is His glory and not our own. And so, the way we make these choices, our plans will dictate how God uses us or how He doesn't use us. That our life just becomes empty. And that when we stand before the Lord, we make it in just by fire. And, you know, what is our life? So we need to strive to have these choices and these things to be aligned uh, within our life that we depend on God, that we don't become boastful in our own, in our own flesh, our own desires. We should know that all that we have is given to us by the Lord, whether it be our ability, our health, our jobs. It is all, um, all the increase or decrease is given by God. And you know what? And it is wrong to serve God conditionally. Lord, if you do this, I'll, I'll, I'll make a deal with you, God. I'll broker a deal with you. Or God, if you get me out of this situation, I'll do this. I promise I'll have my devotions. I'll promise I'll start coming to prayer meeting. I promise I'll do this. God's not a fool. God, we, God doesn't, we don't, we shouldn't, God doesn't accept that. God, it's, it's wrong to serve God conditionally. Our worst days that we have are seemingly sometimes our best days with God. And so to say that we have bad days or good days with God, no. We just see the glory of the Lord more than others. That's what we see. And so by not considering the word of God or the will of God in one's daily life, one could actually be considered, and uh, and uh, one commentator uh, um, George Sparrows says this. He says that that Christian is actually acting like a practical atheist, just denying God. That you deny God and where you go, your job, your work, you deny God. You deny God in your relationship with him. You're denying, you're denying, you're denying. No more and more different than denying God for like an atheist would. You're not acknowledging God. Consider to be a practical atheist. So each day we need to work out our salvation. As it talks about in Philippians chapter 2, uh, verse 12, where it says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, as ye have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but how much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Be working on your salvation you know, putting yourself out there, walking by faith, trusting the Lord, walking in the clouds. And that's where God is honored. And there are those of you who have been been walking in the clouds or walking in the sense of you, you just don't know, you're like in a, you're in a, a spin cycle in your life and you don't know what's, what end is up. It's almost like... <clears throat> When a diver, when he dives, evidently, excuse me, <clears throat> he can get into a situation where he doesn't know which end is up because it's all black and different things. I, I don't completely understand that. But they say what the divers usually do when they get in that situation is just stop and watch the bubbles because they always go up. 
kind of like we need to do. Stop, look up, <laughs> start praying, and get grounded. But anyway, we need to work out our own, work out our salvation, try, uh, walking by faith and, 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 and trusting Him and not our own abilities. As we see here in, in verse 13, not consider, and also not considering Christ in your daily life, you know what? Maybe it's time to apply 2 Corinthians chapter 13. We'll just look over there real quick. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Um, uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, verse 4. It says, For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he liveth by the power of God. For we are also weak in him. But we shall also live with him by the power of God towards you. <clears throat> Doesn't that fit perfectly by just you know trusting in God? It's our weakness that we serve. And then he goes on to say here to the Corinthians, examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith, prove to your own selves. Know, know ye not that know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Is Jesus Christ really in you? Test yourself. See if you really be in the faith. You know, maybe you know you've been trusting in 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 different things. Maybe you've been trusting in the church. Maybe you've been trusting in your uh, trusting in your parents or whatever it may be. Maybe there's a real reason why you're not having your devotions and it doesn't bother you that you're not having them. Maybe because the spirit of God is not in you. But we need to be testing ourselves to be in the faith, to put ourselves in those situations. We should be asking ourselves, are we really pleasing to the Lord? Each and every day. Are we really, do, we, do we really please the Lord today? Or do we please ourselves? Is the Lord directing my steps? Is the Lord really directing my steps? Am I living out the truths of God's word in my life? Are you making this, this God's word real in your life? Are you actually applying this? Or coming to church and having your devotions is just kind of like sitting in class and it's just a mental ascent. It's just facts. Asking and then at, or asking for help and wisdom and, and from God and to avoid the avoiding the temptations of sin. Are we asking ourselves these questions? These questions are really critical for us, even as individuals, because as we here at Baker River Bible Church come together collectively looking for wisdom and direction, and if we're not doing it in our personal life, we are not doing it here at Baker River Bible Church. That's what it boils down to, because we're all here a part of the body of Christ. Your... your and how you are challenging yourself spiritually and rely, relying upon the Lord has a direct effect and bearing on us as an assembly <clears throat> and, how, and, how we, and how we serve or how we live. Not only that, we see here the reality of our plans. <clears throat> plans. Um, the realities of our plans, our ways, and our time. We see here um, in verse 14, Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It's even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. What a wake-up call. We don't know what the moment's going to bring in the next five minutes. What's going to happen? We don't know what's going to happen when you leave here from church. Just don't know. But God knows. And we need to be trusting Him. It says It goes here in verse 13, Whereas ye know not, the reality, the reality of it is, is that you don't know. 
and that we don't have any understanding as uh, we don't have any understanding of what's before us at any given moment outside of God's word and his will for our lives. We don't. We know that when God has directed us to do a particular thing, to be in his will, that God will make it happen. We don't know how or way, or we, we, we just trust in him and his will and his direction. You think of Joshua. We're going to look there in just a little bit. But Joshua told to lead the people of Israel go into battle and go and, and uh, conquer the whole land of Canaan, going battle after battle after battle after battle. And God told them, you're not going to die. You're not going to die. And Joshua believed that, and he, and he followed the Lord, and he had a specific purpose for him. And so we need to realize again that we don't really don't have any understanding of what's before us. And uh, we as a church, as individuals, completely understand that and know the reality of that. First uh, Corinthians chapter First uh, Corinthians and chapter eight. First Corinthians and chapter eight and verse two. Verse 2, it says, If any man thinketh he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing, yet as he ought to know. It's plain and simple. So if you, if you thinketh you know something, we really don't know. Because we don't know, in this case here, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And so why in the world would we go and say to somebody, now we have all these plans and we're so focused and we're so driven and we're out there going to be making a profit and we're going to crush it each and every day and we're just going to strive and strive and, and to get gain, to get wealth, to make our lives comfortable or whatever goal may be for us. But in, in turn, we leave God out. In turn, we leave God out. It says... And then James says here, for what is your life? That's a question. Well, really, what is your life? Life, where Steve was just talking about time, it happens so fast. It goes by. You know, I can't believe the time that's gone by since, you know, I've been here at Baker River Bible Church 20, 24, 25 years, I believe now. And yet, it just seems like yesterday, walking into this building when this building was a shell. And, you know, it's just, it's just time just flies. You know, and, uh, and but, what is, but what is our life? It's, as James says, it's even as a vapor. This vapor here is like uh, when you uh, boil uh, water for... Uh, something to you know, something to drink, tea or coffee, and you see that that mist, you know, coming up and it just goes away. Or if you go outside and you breathe, breathe real heavy, and it's a cold day, and uh, it it you can see uh, see your breath, and it just kind of vanishes away. And that's what James is, you know, it's just even but a it's but a vapor, and. Uh, and it all it just all vanishes away over in uh, first and uh, first, uh, first peter uh addresses this uh, first peter chapter uh 1 and and verse 20 24 i believe uh, starting, yeah, verse 24, it says, All flesh is as of the grass, and all glory of man is of the flower of the grass. The grass withereth, and the flower falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which is by the gospel is, is preached unto you. And so all that matters is not your, your life, but it matters, what matters is, is God's word. And that's what's, and that's what's eternal. And we need to be 
redeeming those times, taking advantage of the, the times that we have because our life is short and we need so that we can know God's, continue to know God's direction for our life so we don't fall in the, the mindset of this person and, and boasting and, and saying, you know what, we're going to do this, that, and the other. And uh, and so we see, next we see here the godly mindset towards our daily activity. So how should we be thinking? In verse fifteen, for that ye ought to say, this is what you should be saying instead of in verse thirteen. If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. If it's God's direction for us, we will do this. Don't live so confidently. You know, we kind of, we use that kind of as a catchphrase a little bit. You know, we'll you know we'll see each other. You know, Wednesday night, Lord willing, or we'll see each other. And uh, somebody, I think we don't really sometimes think about what we're saying, but that's basically what it means here. Is that it's because it's of God allows it because we don't know what is going to happen in the moments ahead of us, and. Uh, what we'll be doing or where, where we will be officially until that time arrives. And so uh, if, if the Lord will, you know, when we say this, though, we don't want to use this as a crutch as well. If there is a particular need or whatever, if God has clearly dictated in his word that we are to do something, we don't turn around and say, well, if the Lord wills, no, the Lord said it. We need to be doing it, whether, say, spending time in God's word or, or you know, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together or, or, or whatever, whatever the situation may be. And, and so if you remember in, in Joshua, if, if the Lord's will in, in seeking over in Joshua uh, chapter uh, Joshua chapter 1 and uh, verse uh, around uh, verse 8 I believe oops let me get there real quick where Joshua is getting the instruction or giving the, getting the instructions uh, from the Lord and uh, actually let's start up in uh, um, verse verse seven, verse seven and eight. If only be strong, and thou be very courageous, that thou mayest observe according to do the law which my Mo- which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from the right nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. For this is the book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it there day and night, day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according that that which is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Not planning your day, not seeking profit, not not you know, trying to crush it at work every day and having a, you want to do a job that's honoring to the Lord, but not leaving God out of your plans. It's interesting and to note that, that here that Joshua, or God is calling Joshua to, bet, to battle. He doesn't give him war plans and how to defeat the enemy and, and how to outflank a position or how to use a particular thing. But what does he give him? To, me, to know God's word. You want success in your life? You want to be God to be glorified in your life? It's very simply to, to meditate on God's word. To observe according to the written therein. And for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now is that saying that we are going to have mansions and that we're going to have a, you know, a, I don't know, a, a 30,000 square foot home and and drive a $50,000 car and you know and have an have an easy life no it mean, it does not mean that the success here that is given is God's success is that means that you are going to be used by God for his success and for his honor and for his glory and how he chooses to use you 
so many times we we think of ourselves as you know, it would be nice to have this, that, or the other, and we might work towards it, or we might find ourselves putting ourselves in, in financial situations that strap us so much that we got to work so many hours uh, just to pay for it, and that we become so strapped to it that, that we're unable to serve the Lord as we should. And we become caught up in these things. But what is your life? It's a vapor. It appears for a while, and then it goes away. And so that's why we ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. And then he goes on to say in verse 16, But now, but now, you're, you re, but now ye rejoice in your boasting. But now ye rejoice in your boasting. All such rejoicing is evil. The emptiness of Christless prophet. Imagine that your life, the things that you value in this life outside of the Lord, if you're not allowing God to be a part of that or live in that, if you will, that atheist Christian life, is that your life is There's no profit in it. There's no value in it whatsoever. Here we see the the rejoicing or the rise of the rejoicing here. Now, what is the rejoicing that is happening here? We see that James is using here as a business sense is that there has been and there has been this war going on that people are like being nasty to each other uh, in the flesh and and so this rejoicing as the idea is a rise of self at the expense of another. That, you know, if you will, you climb the corporate ladder you've, or you've sacrificed your family, you've sacrificed your, your uh, relationship with the Lord, you've sacrificed uh, ministering at church or whatever it may be. And you're rejoicing in that. The boasting has the idea of one who's going about saying what he has or what he doesn't have sometimes. It's just like, you know, well, I have this or I have that. And usually what it boils down to is like, you know, uh, uh, the fisherman's story. You know, I caught a fish, you know, this big kind of thing. It was like really big and you're boasting about it. But it probably really wasn't that big. You'd be, you know, they elaborate on it. And that's this idea of boasting, and you know, almost you know, and basically boasting is a verb of a verbal pride. And so, boasting here is referring to the one that makes selfish plans, separated, separated from God, uh, God's plan and God's will. Uh, boasting in what has not even happened yet. Say, I got these plans, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to be successful. You don't know that. You know, we, 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 we strive to do, all we do know is that we want to put our best foot forward for the Lord and let Him take care of it. As long as we are serving the Lord on, an each, uh, on a daily basis, He will take care of the prophet. He will provide. We don't need to worry about that. You know, when, you know, when, I was unemployed for a short period of time. I knew God was going to provide for us. I knew that. He, he, he tells me in his word to provide for my family. So if he commanded it, and I'm willing to do it, he's going to provide it. So why worry? And just trust him. Oh, that's all easier said than done sometimes. <laughs> to really trust him. And, and, and to seek for wisdom and guidance. Uh, from him. And Proverbs chapter 24, excuse me, 25, verse 14 says, Whoso boasteth in himself, or excuse me, whoso boasteth of, or excuse me, of himself is a false gift, is like clouds and winds without rain. It's empty. It's empty. You know, it's getting dark out there. It's clouds out there. But, you know, it's not raining. It's just, you know, it's vain. 
mean, it's probably going to rain in a minute. But anyway, that's, that's what it's referring to. It's just these clouds that it's, look, it's going to look like it's going to rain, but there's nothing in it. It has no value. When one is, when that's the idea of one who has his self-confidence and has all these plans and directions, and and it come, it boils down to an emptiness of a Christless prophet. We see here, and so now you rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. The evil referring to the pain that it's caused upon others. For, you're so caught, for one so caught up in their own business or their own work or whatever it may be that they begin to neglect what God has officially called them to, whether, again, whether it may be God himself or, or uh, his, that person's personal relationships with others, whether it be in the home or what have you, or, or within the church. And it produces it produces hardship on others. It produces pain. And this evil has no value. And the, the boasting that's going on here only deepens the wound. Only deepens the wound. You know, it's kind of like the, the, the husband who slaps down the paycheck and says, you know, he, you know every week or what have you, and, and, uh, and the wife goes, how come you don't tell me you love me or do this? And, he goes, I gave you a paycheck, didn't I? I've worked hard, haven't I? I've worked all this time and I've put all this effort into it. Isn't this my love? Isn't it kind of like what we were looking at with, uh, with uh, Hannah a few weeks ago? But that's, that produces so much pain and so much hurt. And it's evil. It's good for nothing. It's deceptive. Because this, this, what God calls evil, such rejoicing as evil, man says it's good. It is good to drive, you know, because it's war out there. You know, you got to strive, you know, you got to just give it, all, give it all in. But you know, there's a day when you're going to go to your job the last time. You're not going to be punching the clock and it's going to stop. Praise the Lord. But it's going to stop. And you're going to be held accountable to the Lord for how you handled yourself and how you gave that situation to the Lord. And, to, and not to give it to the Lord is just, is just, it says here, rejoicing, such rejoicing is evil. It produces evil. So our actions, lastly, our actions need to, need to be glorifying him. It says here in verse 17, therefore, because of, the, those, because of this, therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. In the context of this verse, we, this verse is used in a lot of, in a lot of principally, in principles, principally in a, in a lot of ways. But how it's being addressed here is that these people aren't produce they have they have the ability to to help others they have the ability to be used of God they have the ability to serve one another to do good and they're not doing it they're not doing it and they know they're not doing it cuz they're believers but they're caught up in this they're, ca- they're caught up in the things of this world. And they don't do it. And God plainly says, it is sin. It's the one seeking to make, to make wealth. This would imply that the believer knows to do good. That good is not, that good is not to try to rise above everyone else, but to serve others. That's the good. The good here that God wants us to be doing is to be serving others, to be to be using to be used of Him in our in our workplaces, to be honoring to Him, and and all that we do to glorify Him. But the person, the person knowing that they should do good for the glory of God by helping others, but he doesn't do it. 
It's all about the prophet by any means possible to take that one down to produce that to produce to produce that evil that is talked about here. It may and so we need to know and understand that as we live our life that we must realize is that everything that we have from God is from him and him alone to be used. Our life experiences, the things that we go through, aren't just because for us. God is constantly preparing us to be used in the lives of other people. And, and, and God is constantly preparing us and allowing us to go through, go through things and going through trials and to grow in him, to be used of him. And not to be caught up in saying, you know, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue therein and to buy and to sell and to get gain. It's not about. The gain is our Lord Jesus Christ and him and him alone that we strive to do good for him and not ourselves and and then as we do good to do good to others god will god will bless as he sees fit in our lives and however he does praise be to god because you know what will be if you will that phrase in our happy place will be will be right with the lord Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just so thank you for your word. We thank you for the direction that it gives us. Lord, forgive us for trying to walk in our own strength and not relying fully upon you and our walk with you. Lord, that each and every day that we would give that day unto you and, and the actions that we do from the time to the direction that we go for... Um, for what you'd have us to be do, Lord, that we would seek for your honor and your glory to be manifested uh, in our actions, Lord, and, and that, we, that we'd be used for good and not, to, and not for evil, Lord, as these um, uh, believers that James was addressing was dealing with. And Lord, we just pray that you just might uh, guide and direct us, Lord. Help us in our walk with you. We ask all these things in your name we pray. Amen.